episode 39 welcome this one was recorded about two months ago now at the during good beer week the craft beer industry association have their conference here in melbourne their annual conference i think this was the second one uh, I was lucky enough to, to get along and see a few of the uh, the presentations and check out some of the exhibits and also get to speak to uh, Steve Hindi, the, the founder of Brooklyn Brewery. Uh, he gave the keynote address at the at the conference. Additionally, I spoke to the chair of the Craft Beer Industry Association, Peter Fielding. She's also the co-founder of Burley Brewing up there in Queensland, quite a, a well regarded and, and rewarded, um, awarded, sorry, I should say, brewery, um, famous for their hef. Uh, I, I quite like a couple of their beers. So we, we got a little bit of a chat about um, not only the, the CBIA, the conference, but also also the brewery as well. A big thank you to Chris McNamara, Executive Officer, uh, as well, before I forget it. He organised um, us to come along. He organised a lot of the a lot of the organisation of the CBA, CBAA, Chris, I apologise if you do all of it. Um, I'm sure you have some help along the way. But um, yeah, he, he organised stuff for us as well. So um, yeah, appreciate that. Uh, I should also mention the, uh, the CBA Awards are returning again for 2015. A press release came out today, actually. So this is somewhat current as opposed to being all things from two months ago. But um, it's happening at the Sydney Craft Beer Week. It's open to all Australian breweries and brewing companies eligible for membership in the CBAA. I'll put, I'll put all the details up on um, up in the show notes here or my website or check out uh, our Facebook, Facebook to- facebook.com slash Ale of a Time or the CBAA website, which is, let me just bring that up on my phone before I get it wrong, australiancraftbeer.org.au. Again, I'll, I'll put a link there as well. But if you just Google CBAA within Australia, it'll probably be the, the top result. Um, now, I should also add this was before the announcement between Brooklyn Brewery and Coopers in South Australia. For those unaware, they've come to an agreement to brew, I think, just Brooklyn Lager in South Australia. So that means we'll be getting Brooklyn Lager a lot a lot fresher, uh, and I, I imagine we're going to see it on a lot more taps here in Australia. They have a full-time salesperson as well, I believe, who's going to be, I guess, an ambassador as well as his sales, um, that's Miro Bellini, who we've interviewed on the podcast before as part of the Good Beer Week team. Uh, as I said, so that the interview happened prior to that announcement, so we didn't we didn't manage to get the scoop. Had I had I had an inkling, maybe I would have asked, but um, yeah, it's an interesting deal, and I, I don't think anyone really saw it coming. One more one more thing I, I'd like to mention: there was a supplier here in Melbourne for some brewer, breweries that. Uh, had some issues with with business troubles and and not supplying what they um, what a lot of breweries had had paid them for. Uh, it left a lot of people out of pocket. This happened. Um, it was all announced a couple of months ago. You know, there's a bit of a bit of a shame for a growing industry, and there's a, a number of brewery, number of breweries affected. Uh, but they those breweries came together. Or a lot of them did. The East Coast um, brewer, brewers that were affected, they came together recently for a brew day here at Temple Brewing. Um, and they have finally released the beer that's, I guess, going to recoup some of the funds for the people that are struggling more so than, than you know, some of the larger breweries affected. Uh, so there's a list of the breweries involved um, up on the Crafty Pint website. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes on alevertime.com so you can check that out. But they've just put out a, an East Coast IPA. I, d- 
I'm not sure what what East Coast IPA means anymore in the whole. That's uh, it's a much bigger conversation. I will say I managed to to get a chance to try it on the weekend, and it was delicious. I really enjoyed it. It ticked all the boxes for the the kind of IPA that I like to drink. Uh, I had it on tap at the Temple Brewery where it was brewed, and and you know Temple do put out some some really really good beers. So no surprise that it came out really really delicious. Um, so yeah, that's uh, I guess. Somewhat bittersweet, we'll say. Anyway, that's uh, that's all from me. Um, we'll be back, I guess, somewhat to normal next episode. Now that the the Good Beer Week shows are all up, um, all done, we'll have some guests, and Dave will be back, obviously. Um, so I'm looking forward to to getting back to some normalcy. And yeah, we've got some some really good guests lined up. So watch this space. Anyway, uh, theme music by Toehider as usual. Thanks to those guys. Um, Facebook.com slash Out of the Time. Do all the like stuff and. Subscribe and like us on iTunes. That uh, that'd be really nice if you did. Take two minutes out of your day. Not even that. It'd take like a second. Anyway, uh, yep. Thanks. Cheers. Alrighty, I'm here with Steve Hindi from Brooklyn Brewery. Uh, welcome, Steve. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, and uh, welcome to Australia. I hope you've enjoyed your time here so far. I have indeed. Anything stand out? Well, actually, my wife and I are going to take a ride on that big ocean uh, highway tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that. It's nice. And Melbourne's a wonderful city. Is great great first food, too. First time First here? time in Australia. Yeah. Great. Um, oh, we've had a couple of, uh, I think Eric was out couple of times and um, right. Garrett's been out so yeah, it's yeah. good to get the get you out as well the, the founder out yeah now you just gave a keynote speak speech at the CBA conference mm-hmm. can you sum that up in maybe a couple of sentences I know it's probably pretty difficult but what was your main message well you know I tried to show uh, Australian craft brewers and and particularly the association uh, the way the, uh, the Brewers Association evolved in America and the importance that, that it, it has had to the craft beer revolution in America. I, I firmly believe that you need a strong trade association uh, to help shepherd this uh, thing forward. Hmm. And what have you seen so far that, that I guess is parallel to what you guys were doing um, sort of in the 90s with, with the association? Well, I, I feel uh, that uh, the association here is in the early stages. Uh, you know, uh, I don't have to tell you, Australia is a very large country mm. and really spread out. So I think it's a challenge uh, uh, to be able to get people together on a regular basis to, so that you can govern this uh, organization. Mm. But, you know, Chris and... Uh, and uh, Kate are, are good uh, employees, and uh, I'm confident that uh, things are going to go well here. Mm. In your um, keynote, you spoke about how there's sort of a new, new generation, I think you called them the third wave of, of craft brewers. Third generation, up. yeah. So do you see Brooklyn sort of the first, first wave of that? Yeah, I feel that we were part of the first generation of uh, craft brewers, and, uh, you know, uh, the industry has come a long way uh, since then, um, 
you know, Brooklyn Lager, when I started selling it in 1988, a lot of people were kind of turned off by the, the bitterness and the dark uh, color. And today, Brooklyn Lager is considered an entry-level craft beer. So, uh, you know, people are much more aware of craft beer today than they were 28 years ago. Hmm. Does that surprise you as well, seeing people that are the same people that would have turned their nose up and said it was too bitter now are coming in and going, this is interesting and, and unique? Makes me very happy. <laughs> All the hard work over the years. Yeah, yeah. Now, you guys have um, been in Australia for a few years now, um, and I think the take-up's been really well. You can see, see the beers, um, many, many venues and many craft venues, and also a lot of non-craft venues you sort mm-hmm. of get their way in there. Um, and you're also pushing into Europe now as well with some expansion. Yeah. Um, how does that sort of fit into your sort of grand scheme of, of where you see Brooklyn in, say, 10 years? Exports are, are very big for us. Uh, this year, it'll be 40% of our business. And uh, it, it uh, you know, a lot of people ask me if I'm surprised that Brooklyn Brewery has become so big. And the answer is no. I wanted to become a larger uh, brewery. I wanted to grow. What does surprise me that is that we're selling a lot of beer in, in places like Sweden and uh, the UK and France and Brazil and Australia. Uh, I, uh, I, I got to admit, I did not envision that. And it, it really just kind of happened. It, it's not like we set out to, uh, you know, invade these countries uh, with Brooklyn beer. Uh, really, from the beginning of our company, because I think New York is such an international city, we've had importers coming to us and, and offering to bring uh, the Brooklyn to their country. Hmm. And in the beginning, you know, we just kind of said, really, Japan? Uh, okay, we'll send you beer, but you've got to pay us first. So, uh, you know, that's not a good deal for the hmm. importer, but it was the only way we could afford to do it. And over the years, we got more and more sophisticated importers handling our beer. Hmm. Another, um, when you saying France reminded me of, uh, I was over there a couple of years ago and there's a little market near the Eiffel Tower and I stopped them to get a beer and saw the Brooklyn Brewery logo. Really? <laughs> and um, I guess two, two parts to that, the, the logo I, I love, I'm a big fan, I know you yeah. guys um, put a lot of work into getting that done. Um, but also it signaled to me that that place is probably a good place to get a beer. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, I'm glad, that, I'm glad that's the message. Uh, yeah, it, I, it, it thrills me to be in uh, you know, Copenhagen or, or Stockholm or Paris and see people ordering Brooklyn. I mean, mm. that's really uh, one of the big thrills of, of being a brewer. And it's, uh, I mean, the name is, is kind of a statement of locality as well. Uh, yeah. Or it's where the beer's from, and I think... Um, you know, it, it does give a sense of place and, and, and the logo, I think, definitely helps that as well. So, Yeah, yeah. for sure. One of the questions I have is, is not, I guess, what is craft beer, which you, you know, talked about in, in your what is a craft brewery um, in the keynote, but um, I guess why craft beer for you? What, what got you here? Well, I mean, I always loved uh, beer uh, growing up, uh, you know, high school and college and uh, And I was always kind of disappointed in uh, mainstream beer because the simple reason, when when you started drinking the beer, it tasted fine. When you got down to the last ounce, it didn't taste good anymore. And I really couldn't understand that. Why should the first ounce taste any different than the last ounce? And eventually I realized it's because the last ounce is warm. 
and you can actually taste it. And it doesn't taste very good. When I traveled in Europe uh, and had beer in Germany, the UK, it, first of all, it was not served ice cold. And it tasted great all the way to the bottom. So I knew there was something different uh, between those, uh, those imported beers and uh, you know, the native uh, American beers. And the idea of bringing that kind of brewing skill to America seemed to me to be uh, a great idea, long overdue. And what excites you about craft beer right now? Well, I mean, it, uh, it's such an exciting uh, time with the growth that, uh, you know, has been double-digit in America for the like, last six years. And uh, now it's uh, spreading around the world. Uh, clearly, um, you know, people are getting turned on to new experiences with beer. Beer is exciting again. Mm. Um, you know, the... The big mainstream beers are losing volume in, in America and a lot of countries, and craft beer is exploding. And uh, I think that's overall, I think it's really good for, for beer. Mm. And you've talked about, um, in the keynote as well, the big brewers were, ha were involved with the Brewers Association early on. And you've sort of been involved with them on their, um, I can't remember the name of their, their the board. Beer Institute. Yeah, Beer Institute. Yeah. And is there still some sort of involvement? Do you, you know, do you talk to those guys? Is there any... Yeah, I'm still in, in touch with them. I'm, I'm no longer on the board. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I know them all. And, uh, you know, we have cordial uh, relations. But politically, we're really at loggerheads hmm. with, with the big guys. Hmm. People are people at the end of the day outside of politics, right? Yeah, yeah <laughs> we still have a beer together. That's good. Yeah. What, what beer do you have together? Okay. Well, it, it, usually one of mine. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Although I've had theirs, too, to be fair. Um, anything that you've been enjoying beer-wise, you know, a new brewery or, or one that you just have revisited lately coming out of the States that people should look out for? Well, uh, actually, I was kind of eager to get to Melbourne because uh, there's a, a young guy named Mazen Hajar who started uh, a brewery in Beirut, hmm. Uh, years ago, af partly after reading my book, uh, Beer School. Mm. And he struggled for several years to keep that brewery going in Beirut, you know, because the war kind of comes and goes there. Mm. And finally, he gave it up and came to Melbourne. Uh, and now he's got the brewery Hawkers mm. uh, here in Melbourne. So the day I arrived, I uh, visited Hawkers and he was doing a collaboration beer uh, with a bunch of uh, Australian brewers. So, uh, it was great to see him here, mm. and his beers are very nice. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed that pal um, a lot. It's become a bit of a staple in our fridge at home. So oh, good. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a good one. So you know Marzen? Uh, I haven't heard him personally. I know the brewery, yeah. 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 Um, I think we're hoping to chat to him just after this week finishes and everyone's calmed down a bit and got some more time. He's given a talk tomorrow. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I can make it, unfortunately. Oh. But, um, we'll see how we go. Anything else that you wanted to add about um, beer or... or well, I mean, it's been an honor to be part of the uh, Craft Brewers Conference here in, uh, in Melbourne. And, uh, you know, I had a nice dinner with the board of, uh, of the association last night. And uh, I think, you know, if uh, the brewers rally around that association, I think it could really have an impact on, uh, a positive impact on craft beer in Australia. Mm. Great. 
Well, uh, that's all I have. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Luke. Um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your time in, in Melbourne and Australia. Thanks very much. Peter Fielding, the chair of the CBAA. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, you're also the co-founder of Burley Brewing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just before we started, we spoke about your former career as a lawyer and how you became now chair of CBA and, and owning a brewery. Yeah, funny journey. I d- I, my career as a lawyer was really designed as a stepping stone to my career as a businesswoman. To be honest, I always knew I wanted to create a business, but I didn't really... Um, you know, some people grow up with um, a skill that they're really good at. They might be good at art or music or something, and they turn that into a business. I didn't have that. My thing that I was passionate about was creating a business. Mm. And um, I guess I, you know, chose a, a degree to study and jobs to work in that would help develop the skills that I would need. And one day I knew I'd discover what my business was going to be, and that happened when I met Brennan, and he was a passionate, experienced, you know, up-and-coming brewer. And Great. Uh, so it worked. You, so you, <laughs> I you got to be his boss. <laughs> <laughs> so at what point was it a husband or business partner first? Is there a <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, it's funny. We, um, we, we, we weren't engaged for that long. It all, you know, we, we met, we fell in love, as they say, and, and we were married very quickly. And, and I don't know that we ever, we didn't ever sit down and go, do you know what, should we open a brewery? It just, it was part of the discussion from day dots. Probably, Great. I don't know, half the reason we were attracted to each other. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> And um, has it turned out to be the business that you always wanted? You know, it has. It has. The business I always wanted to create was about um, what the values of that business would be, um, what it would do in the community, uh, what it would feel like to work there, um, what, you know, what, how it would honour its place in the community, I suppose. And... You know, I could pretend it's by great design, but craft beer has turned out to be the perfect avenue for all of that. It's everything yeah. I wanted in a business. So. And you guys are on the ground floor of craft beer. Um, how long have you been operational? Certainly now? in Queensland. Uh, 2006 we started. And uh, at the time, well, we're still, we're, I don't think for much longer, but we're still the only brewery on the Gold Coast eight years yep. later. You've got the um, surfers moving in soon, haven't you? Yeah, we have indeed. They've, we've spent a little bit. They've spent a little bit of time checking us out. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We welcome them. There's, you know, it's as I say, it's, it's been a long time coming mm. on the coast. Brisbane has started to take off. There wasn't yeah. really anything happening in Brisbane either uh, when we started. And at first, you know, we mentioned the word brewing, and people thought we were talking about coffee. They really just had no clue. And now the conversation is quite different. If we say, you know, I'm from Burley Brewing, they go, Oh, we've heard of you, or yeah. Oh, we've tried your beers. It's a completely different conversation. Um, and you, you've won some sort of businessy type awards, is that right? We have. We've been lucky enough to win a couple of things. Last year we were the, um, I think the official title was the Supreme Winner or something of the Gold Coast Business Excellence Awards. Great. But, um, and Supreme we, Anything's great, right? So Supreme Anything, that's <laughs> right, we'll take it. But it, it actually, um, funnily enough, is a, is a very, um, it's a 20 year, it's a, it's a competition, beer awards that have been going for 20 years. Uh, it has a very, very strong reputation. And when you look at some of the businesses that have gone before us and, and won mm. it, it's really quite exciting to be following in their footsteps. But uh, in 2000, and lost track of my years, 13 I think now, we were the Telstra Queensland Business of the Year, which was Great. super exciting. And, and it brought, I think, to, um, or it gave us an opportunity to help bring um, a bit of visibility to the industry and to show that 
you know, there's real businesses in this in this industry. We're not just all playing around. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the real deal. Yeah, and your um, your experience has obviously sort of helped with the CBAA as well, I imagine. Um. Yeah, well, um, that's happened quickly too. So it was Craft Brewers Conference last year that was my first board meeting. And somehow in the intervening 12 months, I find myself the chair of the <laughs> of said board. Um, and it's, it's actually, you know, people kind of ask, been asking me a lot today, how do you go with the workload of the brewery and that? And it's, mm. I won't lie, it's massive. Mm. But... Um, even when I don't think I have time to kind of step out and put my CBIA hat on, every time I do, I'm grateful for the opportunity because it helps you go back to your own business with another view. You've kind of got your head out of the yeah, whatever yeah. it's in all day. And, and, and uh, yeah, you can really kind of see things with a different perspective. And, and if, if in doing that, um, I can help kind of give a little bit to the whole industry and help us all, then that's great. Great. Now, um, in the last 12 months, um, I, know, I guess we spoke off mic about how general drinkers might not know what the CBA are up to. Um, it's sort of more for a, you know industry association. So I guess what are, the, what are some of the main um, wins you guys have had over the last 12 months? Yeah, we're a very young association. I think this is kind of our, maybe our third real full year of, yep. of operating. Uh, and obviously it's a young industry as well and a growing industry. A lot of new businesses coming in as members of the association. So we are a, a representative body of the, um, the industry. And um, in part, we're in large part uh, about promoting the industry as a whole. So um, taking advantage of media opportunities that come our way to, I suppose, teach consumers about what craft beer is, what craft beer can be, you know, why they might like to try it um, and, and support it, what it means for local manufacturing, all those types of things. Mm. So there's certainly a promotion element for the whole industry. Yep. Um, we're also... Um, I suppose, I don't know if you call it protection, but certainly um, protecting uh, the industry from any um, from being collateral damage in any changes to laws that might mm. impact us that, that might not have been the intention of the laws, whether they're licensing laws or excise related. And then also working to um, try and improve on those things where it can benefit the industry. But, of course, in those discussions, it has to also benefit Australia as well or the politicians aren't going to do it. Yes. So, you know, it's a lot of, lot of um, challenging and, and um, you know, robust discussions that go on in trying to get to that, that point. But even um, knowing that those conversations are going on and knowing that we're taking the industry seriously and that we all plan to be around for a long time and we're not just yeah. something that we're going to consumers are going to have for a little while and then we're going to disappear, I think it's important that people know that. Yeah, yeah. The big one... Um on everyone's lips at the moment is, is tax changes. Um, so you guys are involved in those discussions? Yeah, well, obviously there's a white paper out at the moment for the tax regime in general. Mm. Uh, we will be um, putting in a submission uh, exactly what that looks like. We've obviously had a lot of discussion around it. Exactly what that looks like will hopefully be moulded a little bit more after this conference, after we've had an opportunity to talk through that uh, with people. Yep. Uh, and it's a bit of a balance between, you know, th there's things that we could all um, kind of say, you know, we, we want this massive change we know we're not going to get massive change yeah. so it's a bit of a balance of going in and, and trying to um, I suppose um, argue for things that will will allow the industry to grow in the way that it clearly wants to hmm. um, and at the same time um, you know protect consumers um, and and um, not cause an unin unintended consequence of making us less competitive with other alcohol styles yep. or against imports or or whatever. So they're not easy things to think through. And mm. when you're not a 
you know, an economist or a lobbyist or whatever, it, it can be quite challenging. Mm. Um, but we're, we're kind of, we're, we're working through it mm. uh, in a way to hopefully get to some sensible points. Tax law and alcohol has got to be a tough one, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this industry is regulated by everything you could possibly be regulated yeah, by. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, most of us are tiny manufacturers. So it's a lot to get your head around. So is the, the angle that, that you guys are taking more small business and, and tourism as opposed well, to, to um, alcohol? Yeah, um, I, I think there's there's so much argy-bargy going on in the broader alcohol um, industry mm. in general. The the winemakers want one thing, the the RTD makers want another, the big brewers want something. And for us to, to, you know, to think that we can somehow um, shape the broader uh, direction of where alcohol tax in general goes, I think mm. is a bit unrealistic. So what we need to be very mindful is no matter what happens... It doesn't stifle this industry that is really um, taking off and doing mm. great things for local manufacturing and local communities. Uh, and if possible, it actually enhances that in a positive way, not mm. at the expense of anyone else, but mm. but uh, allows it to grow, in the, as I say, in the way that it, it wants to. Yeah. 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 Um, I think one of the sort of most visible politicians, Christine Milne, was always a big fan of alcohol tax reform yeah and uh, she's now no longer there is that a, a bit of a blow to you guys oh look i mean it's obviously something you take for granted that that people are going to change and and uh that's why none of this stuff happens overnight it's one mm. of the reasons that none of it happens overnight um we just have to be very clear in what we're what we're asking for clear in providing reasons yep. or other than self-serving kind of um, you know, reasons that no one's going to take seriously and just keep arguing the case. Mm. And, you know, the, there are pockets around the country where we have some fantastic support from uh, politicians of all flavours uh, because, you know, when you're talking about jobs, mm. local manufacturing communities, it's a bit hard to argue against it. And, mm. and if you're making kind of sensible statements around that, then people are going to be supportive. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, in your... Um in your speech this morning, uh, the address to the, the conference, you mentioned that you wanted all the statistics from all the brewers um, and you sort of touched on that just mm. then. How, how important are they to you? Yeah, look, it's super important. One of the questions that we get asked by the media, I guess media love numbers, mm. to, to be able to report um, how many breweries are there, how much beer do you make, what percentage of the market are you, uh, how fast are you growing as an industry? And they're, they're relevant questions and they're also, uh, it's very relevant information when we are trying to argue for uh, legislative or regulatory change. Mm. Um, and the, the industry statistics that get published around beer are drawn from um, essentially scan data, which mm. is um, movement of retail products through big liquor stores that this scan data is based upon. Yep. And that's, while, while craft brew certainly plays in that market, it's not the entirety of craft brewing. And, mm. it, and that data doesn't catch, you know, the kegs that craft brewers deliver on a Sunday to their local bar. Mm. Uh, and it's a big part of um, the industry and it's a big part of our volume. And, yeah, we've kind of started to realise the only way we're going to get good numbers around all that is if we collect the data ourselves. Mm. And, and that's a big uh, goal for this year is to try and... A, have people understand that we're not trying to gather data for data's sake or for some negative reason. Yeah. We need it to be able to communicate this stuff in a, in a you know, compelling way. I heard a quote in America when we were there recently uh, that craft beer is 10% of the industry and 50% of the beer jobs. 
Yep. I mean, if we can say something like that, it's, it's meaningful. But yeah, we don't yeah. have the data at the moment, unfortunately. Hmm. All right, so any brewers that listen, I know a few of them do. Um, <laughs> just hammer that point home. <laughs> yes, when you get your survey, please answer it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in 12 months' time, uh, sitting here, um, what would you love to say that you've achieved? Wow. My, my big goal coming into, you know, when I kind of said, okay, I'll, I'll take on the chair's role and, and had a bit of a look at what was happening and, and what could I do and had big chats to Chris, our executive officer, about if I'm going to do this, this is what I, what I kind of want to try and help do. Uh, initially, uh, and I think we're getting there, uh, my real aim was to make sure that the industry body was set up in a way that was going to be sustainable um, and effective, mm. regardless of who was in the chair mm. or any of the board seats, for that matter, from time to time, uh, that it was financially viable, that there were good disciplines around the way it was managed, uh, it had some staff, it had a headquarters, all of that. Yep. And, um, you know, I certainly didn't start that process from scratch. There was great work that went on in the first couple of years, but to try and pull that together in that direction for me in the first year, that was that was my big goal. And I feel like we're, we're well on the path to that now. Um this kind of bigger and better conference this mm. year. Again, you know, the conference started from the hard work of some people and we've, we've had the privilege of being able to try and build it and enhance it. And I think um, the feedback so far uh, is that, you know, this is it's really going in a great direction. Mm. Uh, we know we can still do more. Uh, and I, I would like to think that we can start to do uh, more events and not just wait for the annual conference, but do some state-based things to whether they're educational, um, supplier-based or whatever they might be, but kind of move around the country a little bit and yep. keep the momentum going throughout the year. Mm, great, great. Um, now, in terms of Burley, um, what are you guys up to at the moment? Anything we should look out for? <laughs> wow, we're always making beer. <laughs> um, we're, we've actually got an expansion underway at Great. the moment. Um, so when we first started, we started in a facility um, that was kind of, it was four units within a uh, bigger building. And I remember standing in the car park with Brennan looking at it all going, oh, it's so big. And since then, we've we've grown into nine of the units in Great. that building. Uh, and for the, about the last 12 months, we've just been bursting at the seams. So we've broken ground effectively um, on a new site just down the road. And, and hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be running a, a second plant. Great. Literally just down the road. Uh, and eventually try and combine the two. Mm. So your um, flagship beers are probably Hef. Um, which wins some awards? It has won. Yeah. <laughs> it's won itself a few awards. It's, it's been a very good good child that beer. Yeah. <laughs> Gone out, and, you know, into the world and done good things. Probably half twenty eight pale ale is yep. also a um, very well known one. But you know, we we have seven beers in our core lineup, mm. and honestly, trying to um, pick any of them out, it is a bit like trying to pick your favourite child. Yeah, and it yeah. feels really <laughs> kind of. Oh, I, I can't leave anyone out. You know. I um. <laughs> I was really enjoying Fig Jam last time I had awesome. it. Because um, we don't see a heap of it down in Melbourne. No. Sort of sporadically. I think yep. my local Thirsty Camel of all places has okay. it. Okay. Um, and I picked up a six-pack and, yeah, it was great. So, um, or four-pack or six-pack? Uh, four-pack four of Fig yeah. Jam, yeah, because yeah. it's 7% alcohol. So, yeah. we try and, you know, <laughs> keep, yeah. it, keep it okay. The other one, um, my wife's bitter. Yes. Are, you, are you the wife? I am indeed this? the wife <laughs> and I'm not bitter. It's my beer. I th- I'll tell you this story. We, when we had a brewery in Hawaii when our children were born. This Brennan's from Hawaii. And it was a brew pub. So, we could pretty much you know, brew a beer and call it whatever the heck we wanted by mm. writing the name on the blackboard. That yep. was the name of the beer. And when our kids were born, the next beer that we did after they were born, uh, they each had a beer named after them. And I used to say to Brennan, well, I had those children. Where's my beer? <laughs> I want a beer. And literally, I was hanging out the washing one day and I just thought, I know what I'm going to call my beer. <laughs> and anyway, we I, it became a bit of a joke. And then at one point we went, yeah, we've got to do this. And it, it's... Look, 
It's brewed with love, so we love it. <laughs> <laughs> Were you a beer drinker before? Uh, look, I, I, I don't know if, I mean, what defines a beer drinker? I did drink beer. Hmm. I don't, I didn't enjoy beer, to be honest, yeah. like I do now, because I didn't enjoy the beers that were available. Yeah, That's yeah. really the, the honest truth. When I met Brennan, I was drinking champagne out of a beer stein. Apparently, that okay. was attractive. <laughs> Now I drink beer out of a beer stone. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> well, beer out of a champagne glass well, in, in a lot too. of places. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, now you're a beer lover, obviously. Absolutely, great. yes, yes. I've been enjoying a few here. So, uh, outside of your own beers, uh, anything that you've been enjoying that people should be looking out for? Oh, look, I just, I really love every time we go to a new place, trying, you know, new, new things that are from that mm. that region and uh the exciting thing at the moment too is that new breweries are popping up um in brisbane in our region and, and mm. that's taken a little while for that to happen so uh there's de- there's some great stuff um in brizzy now that that you can go and discover a lot of those venues um are kind of or have significant on-premise um yep. presence so they have all kinds of things on tap all the time so mm. yeah there's some really um i'd, I'd look I would um, advocate for Queensland Brewers any day. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one that I've enjoyed recently. We don't get a lot of them down yeah, here either. Sure. Um, a lot of like you know, not much packaging. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um, noisy minor. Yes. Um, yeah. Was it Fortitude Brewing? And Forti- they the they've got kind of two sections. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, is quite yeah, confusing. Ones. Um, it, it can be. <laughs> but I've, I've really enjoyed the beers that I've had great. down here of those. Yeah. Um, and also um, Wade from from Four from Hearts. From Four Hearts. Yeah, yeah see, really that's like a great story. He started off doing some contract brewing for quite a few years. He's been plugging away and mm. managed to now build his own brewery in Ipswich. And I, I think the only one at the moment in Ipswich too. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of trailblazers up there at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, it's great to hear. Um, and, you know, everyone talks about Melbourne and, this, you know, the conference happening in Melbourne. Yeah. But it's great to hear it's no longer the hub that it used to be. Yeah. Um, and now you can get good beer around the country. All, so. all around the place, yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank um, you for having did me. Did you have anything else you wanted to add before we, we wrap up? Oh, look, I just uh, whenever I get the opportunity, I like to thank people for supporting the industry. I know they don't do it because they want to support us, but, but you know, to stand there at the bottle shop and, you know, choose who you're going to hand over your hard-earned dollars to to, mm. to give the, the Aussie brewers a try, um, you know, we all appreciate it and we'll try and keep on doing good things that customers appreciate too. Great, great. That's a good way to wrap up. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you.